What God has made clean, do not call common. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to Renew Network Podcast. Uh, Today we are moving on in our study of Acts chapter 10. We just started Acts chapter 10 yesterday uh, after spending quite a while in Acts chapter 9, uh, and we completed 9 on Friday. Uh, So we're moving on. Um, The goal here is not to fly through uh, every chapter of the book of Acts in sort of just a summary kind of way. Um, Our goal, our task set before us is that we would um, milk every verse for its maximum impact, its maximum message, uh, so that we might really um, grasp all that has, uh, all that God has for us uh, through every one of the verses as we read through the book of Acts together. And so that's why we're taking our time. Um, I really believe the act of reading the scriptures for what they're worth and not flying through to check it off our list is so much more valuable to our spiritual lives uh, than simply the habit of reading quickly through a few verses. <clears throat> we really want to maximize uh, what the Word is saying and its impact on our lives. Uh, we're reading for content uh, toward transformation. (laughs) And uh, that requires that the Holy Spirit be involved and that we take our time so God can speak in a direct and powerful way into our lives. Uh, Today we're looking at uh, Acts 10, 9 through 16. Uh, But before we get into the word, let's go before the author. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Um, We're grateful, Lord God, what a gem, what a treasure that we have Uh, these words uh, that we can go to each day and on every page and behind every word, your spirit is working. Your spirit was the, the breath authoring the word through these willing vessels, these men with names who took pen to paper and became channels for your grace that your word might be received recorded so that believers down through the generations would have the benefit of running to your word as a spiritual resource for their walk of faith. And God, we give you thanks today for this text, and we pray that as we open it and reflect on it together, your spirit would speak in clear and obvious ways uh, the message to our hearts. We love you so much, Lord, and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here is Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 16. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. 
And the voice came to him again a second time, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. So here's Peter. Um, He's just coming off some pretty intense times of ministries, performed um, some amazing healings, and... um, then he gets brought to Cornelius's house, um, and um, he's on his way. Uh, they're on the journey uh, to Cornelius's house, and as they're approaching the city, uh, Peter, we're told, went up on a housetop. It was about the sixth hour. Now, let me find the note here in my Bible. Uh, it says that's about noon, and uh, so they're approaching the city on their way to Cornelius's house. It's about noon, so they're breaking for lunch, um, and he went up to the housetop to pray. So we see that uh, Peter had a discipline of prayer as one of the apostles. Uh, they've been traveling, they're tired, they're weary from the journey, they're all hungry, Some of the guys are beginning to make a meal, and Peter's on the rooftop praying, but he quickly finds himself falling asleep. Now, often the spiritual disciplines lead to other things that our souls are craving for. Uh, We start in prayer, and we're conversing with the Lord. We're experiencing close fellowship and communion with Him, and all all of a sudden we find ourselves sleeping. Now, we might beat ourselves up for that, but I think there's no better way to um, go through life. Here we are engaging the Lord. We're in his presence, praying and communing with him, and our tiredness catches up to us and we fall asleep. We're falling asleep in the presence of the Lord. What could be better than that and the comfort of his embrace? And Peter does that on this particular day. And as he's sleeping, he falls into what's described by Luke as a deep trance. And what comes to him in that trance-like state is a vision. And falling from the sky is a large sheet full of animals, uh, reptiles, birds. And as the sheet is presented to him, a voice uh, came and spoke to him saying, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter recognizes it as the voice of the Lord, and he begins to engage conversation with the Lord. He says, Lord, I I can't eat this. I've never eaten anything that's common or unclean. Now, what he's referring to is that he's been a perfect Jew. Uh, He has followed all of the ceremonial cleanliness rites as it relates to food. He's followed all of the um, rules and regulations about what is proper for a kosher Jewish person to eat or not eat. And he has not varied from that in the slightest. He has been faithful to those regulations all the days of his life, which would be common for a kosher Jew uh, to do those things. Even today, the uh, kosher Jewish communities are very careful about the foods they eat and and respect uh, for the commands of the, uh, the old covenant. And um, Peter was the same. Well, as he's having this conversation and he's sort of um, pushing back against what 
the voice of the Lord had said. Uh, a voice came to him again a second time. And we can assume this is a messenger from God or the angel of the Lord. And the voice said, what God has made clean, do not call common. So God is changing the game here. He is showing Peter, revealing to Peter something new. Something new about uh, the freedom he has in Christ and that all other believers have in Christ. That they're no longer restrained by the rules and regulations of the Jewish customs. But they're now being given freedom to eat what they will. uh, To see all animals and all things as gifted to them by God as resources for their own good, for their own survival. Um, And so uh, this is a humongous thing for Peter to wrestle with. And um, evidently Luke says this happened three times and then the thing was taken up at once to heaven. So he's encountered with this vision three times and um, it's very clear that God is speaking a message to Peter that um, all things now are clean. So as long as your conscience is not betrayed, your commitment to Christ is not betrayed in the eating or consuming of something, uh, then you're free to do it. And so that's a, that's a powerful vision. And what it is, is it's just furthering the reality that we're in the era of grace, not in the era of law <laughs> and judgment, but we're in the era of grace and mercy. I think Christians uh, are tempted often to create regulations and laws beyond um, what the scripture teaches about what it means to be a follower of Christ, uh, because we're drawn to those things. We gravitate to those things that are concrete, that give us concrete boundaries and concrete guardrails and guidelines because we want to make sure we're doing it right. (laughs) But we're in the era of grace and mercy. We don't have to live to the letter of the law. Jesus died on the cross to fulfill the law's demands and to set us free from adherence to the silly rules and regulations of the law. When the law of his love is alive in our hearts and his spirit is present within us, Um, that's all the resource we need to begin living as his faithful follower. Uh, The internal witness of the Holy Spirit becomes the law for us. When we're sinning, the Spirit will quickly convict us. When we're off the mark, when we're wandering in the far country, the Spirit will do the Spirit's work in drawing us back and reminding us of of who we are. And um, that's... That's how it works now, my friends. And that's what the Lord was trying to teach Peter here in this passage. We need to be careful uh, not to create rules upon rules that don't, that aren't requirements, that don't exist. That was the whole point of so much of what Paul addressed in his letters to the New Testament churches, the Judaizers and the other heretics that were adding things that went beyond the expectation of the gospel. We need not add rules and regulations to our walk of faith. We're in the era of grace and mercy. And if you have um, surrendered your life to Jesus and the Spirit of God is alive in your heart, that's those are the resources you need for this walk of faith. All right, my friends, thanks for taking time out of your day to study with us. So very grateful for it. And I pray that God will continue to speak to your hearts through his word today. God bless.